Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Do we do this pat podcast or not? It's this is a weird one. It's a weird one. There's some weird stuff going on. There's some weird weirdness in the air. Um I'm gonna be telling you about a very strange story. Uh some real creepiness that happened to me. I was out uh, for dinner with a friend and some real like hillbilly uh deliverance kinda John Wayne Gacy serial killer stuff was going on in the restaurant right right in front of my eyes and uh it all ended with me calling the police it was very strange uh then also uh I'm going to talk to you about a little phone confrontation I had with the with the good folks at a famous fast food delivery service these uh these people were trying to get a little too much information out of me and I found it a little kind of uh, freaky, so we're going to talk about that. I'm going to take a uh, phone call from you guys. And also, uh, at the end of the show, going to play a little bit of my live stand-up. Go out with a little uh, chuckle at the end of the show. And, uh, well, we always go out with a chuckle. What am I talking about? You know why you go out with a chuckle? Because you're on the craziest highway in the world. Craziest podcast in the world. This is, ladies and gentlemen... The Harland Highway! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for Samantha Pink to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Hello, everybody. This is me, Mr. Harland Williams. How are you today? Everybody doing good? I certainly hope so. Why am I talking like that? I don't know. Why Why do I do anything I do? Um, here's a kooky story that uh, kind of... Kind of plays into um, the whole marketing, uh, secret marketing agenda that I think most places have nowadays, okay? Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but when you go to a, a, a department store to buy clothing or you go somewhere to buy uh, stuff at Home Depot or wherever you go, a bookstore, wherever, a lot of times just very casually they'll just go... Okay, that's twelve ninety nine. And can I have your phone number, please? You're like, wait, what? Your phone number, please. Um. Well, I just bought a pair of pants. Yes, I need your phone number. Well, why? Well, in case we need to call the pants. The pants might have separation anxiety from our store, and they might need comforting. Plus, they they might need to get in touch with us if they're not happy with you. Oh well, here's my phone number. Thank you. And I find it a little invasive, a little personal, a little weird that that uh, department stores and bookstores and places like that are asking for your phone number. You, you know, there's there's nothing good that can come out of that. Like long before 
anyone had cell numbers. You know, you you never went shopping back in the day. And, uh, you know, the guy at, at the uh, JCPenney was like, well, golly, sure, sure hope you like your new shorts there. And, uh, by golly, could you give us your landline number just so we uh, can call in and check up on you now and then? No, they didn't do it. Because a cell number is probably attached to so many other things. A cell number gets into your cell phone, which probably gets into your everything that's going on in your cell phone, which includes your your contacts and your Googles and your Facebookies and your Twitties and all your little goodies and you know, you know there's just nothing good. So they try to get as they try to get email information, they try to get uh phone numbers. And uh, here's what happened to me the other day, and this was hilarious. This this just played into this whole uh, we-need-your-phone-number bull crap. So I'm out of town. I'm in Texas, and uh, I'm kicking around my hotel room. I didn't see anything I liked on the uh, room service menu. I thought, yeah, you know what? I haven't ordered a pizza in forever. I'm going to call Papa John's. Because they do it right, or whatever their slogan is. So I call up Papa John's and go, yeah, I'd like to order a pizza, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the guy goes, okay, uh, what's your order? I give him my order. He goes, okay, I need your phone number. And I go, well, well, I'm just over here at the hotel uh, right around the corner from you, the uh, blah, blah, blah hotel. And uh, here's the number. He goes, no, 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 I need your cell number. And I just said, oh, well, I don't have a cell. You know, I lied to him because I'm like, why does he need my cell number? I'm at a hotel with a landline with a number. He asked for my phone number. It doesn't mean I have to give him my personal number. So I go, yeah, I don't have a cell. And he goes, oh, you know what? This is going to be a real problem. Then I go, why is it going to be a big problem? He goes, well, we need to have your, we need to have your personal number. Then I go, well, I'm at the hotel. Here's the hotel number. He goes, yeah, this is going to be, uh, this is going to make things real hard. And I said, how? He goes, yeah, we need, we need your uh, direct number, your personal number. I said, dude, I'm staying at the hotel. Here's my room number. Here's my name. And here's the phone number and the address of the hotel. And he goes, yeah, I know. We're right around the corner. I've been, del- I've delivered over there a million times. I said, okay. And he goes, yeah, we, we it's going to be a real headache for us. It's going to be like all this BS just to try and get my cell phone number. And in my head, I'm, I'm sitting on the line with this guy going, dude, I've ordered pizzas from you a hundred times at hotels. And what you do is you get the address and the phone number of the hotel, my name and my room number, and you bring the damn pizza over. And this was the first time that I'd ever have them kind of insist on my cell phone number. And I said, well, I don't have a cell phone number. I wasn't going to give it to him. And he's like, okay, what room number again? And I told him, he goes, okay, we'll be there in 40 minutes. And I knew the whole thing was just a scam. And it made me very uncomfortable. And it, it obviously was probably something that came down from above. You know, it's probably part of their their uh, their mandate. Is probably part of their policy 
they order their employees to get that damn cell number. And I found it very creepy and very uh, kind of deceitful, and I, I didn't like the way the guy made it sound so uber important. What the hell do you want with my cell number? Does, does, does it go into Papa John's black book? Papa John's is sitting up at night all horny and, uh, who should I call this time? Oh, this guy looks good. Uh, yeah. Hello? Yeah, this is, uh, this is Papa John. You like pepperoni? Yeah. How about some double bacon? You know, it's like, God, it's like Papa John turns out to be an old pervert or something. How about uh, how about a restraining order, John? How about that, Papa? So, anyways, you know, just just so you know, you never have to give out your cell phone number to anyone. They always make it sound like that they, they have to. But you know what? The, their job is to take your money. Once you tell them it's cash, whether you're at the department store or the grocery store, all you're doing is making a financial exchange. All right? They're giving you goods. You're paying them for the goods. You're under no obligation to give them your personal phone number. For what reason? When you go and fill up with gas at the gas station, you run into the attendant and go, Hey, man, I just filled her up. Here's my number, uh, 395-247-5751. Thanks a lot. Yeah, okay, we got your number. Go ahead. You sure you got it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got your phone number. You just go on now. We're going to call you soon. Ch- check up on you. See how you like your gasoline. Okay, thanks. You got it. We'll be calling you, Okay. Okay. Yeah, ring jing a ling, okay? We're gonna call you. Yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, you get you get on the road now. Maybe at our next gas station, yeah. You give them your phone number down there too, so they have that number too, okay? Okay. We soon we got all we we got you all kinds. Oh you hear me, man? All kinds of our gas stations got your phone number, okay? Yeah, I got it. And while you're at it, why, why don't you stop? There's a Papa John across the street. Why don't you jump in there and give Papa John your number? He's going to call you tonight. He got pepperoni. What? Oh, he got a big old pepperoni for you. He's going to be breathing all heavy and shit. He's he going to be saying, you like, Pop, you like Papa John pepperoni? You, you like Papa John mushroom cap? How about some double bacon? Papa John got some double bacon right here for you. He got some tomato. Okay, I'm I'm out of here. Thanks. Okay, we be calling you. You can count on that now. We'll be calling you. Check in on your JCPenney trousers, your new slacks. How did you know I got new slacks? Yeah, you just don't worry now. All these here phone numbers, we connect them all out. We know everything about you. We know who you we talking to on Twitter. We know who you talking to on Facebook. Oh, yeah, man. We know all's about you. You fucked for life. So, anyways, just uh, don't let them don't let them con you into get, getting uh, information that uh, they don't deserve. Um, and just to make sure you got this kind of public service message from me about not giving your phone number, uh, call me and um, 
leave me your number. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah. Hey, Mr. Harlan Williams. This is Gabriel from Long Beach calling. First off, I want to say I had the good fortune of seeing the kid in Irvine about a month ago with my wife. I tell you how the show went. I didn't really see much. I couldn't see past the tears welling in my eyes the entire performance as you carved me up with your laughter. Laughter? Wow. Okay. Brain park there. Anyway, you were just phenomenal. I'm so thankful I finally got to see you live. And secondly, I want to tell you how delightful it was that you had your sister on the other day. It was very easy to tell where a part, possibly a seed of the Harlan Williams humor came from. It did not fall too far from that tree. And the two of you together were hilarious. I would love to have her back on the podcast at some other point. Uh, anyway, so besides that one brain fart, glad I got to call. You are phenomenal, Harlan. I just love listening to your podcast. Cannot wait to see you do your stand-up again. Take care and have a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, Gabriel, thank you. What a, what a uh, kind, kind message. You know, um, I love it when people come to my stand-up shows and uh, – you know, they're just, uh, they're, they're just, uh, they're crying with the tears of laughter. That's, that's what I aim to do. And that's, uh, it sounds like Gabriel, uh, Gabriel, uh, got hit with the, uh, comedy I was, uh, shoveling out. And I'm so glad you liked it. And, uh, I just wanted to reference your reference to my sister, my little sister being on the show. Um, yeah, that was kind of out of the box for me. I've never really had uh, anyone uh, from my direct family, uh, any of my siblings on the show before. So I didn't know how it was going to go. But, uh, Gabriel, there were many, many other people who uh, wrote in or called in and uh, left messages about how much they enjoyed my little sister Barbara on the show. So, uh, yeah, we will do it again one day. Um, I don't know when she'll be back to visit me. I don't get to see her all that much, but uh, you know what? It was such a hit that uh, we will get Barbara back on here. And in the meantime, uh, please remember to go and uh, check out her artwork at her uh, at her uh, site that I left. I don't have it with me like an idiot, but it's uh, on the, the original podcast with me and her. You can look at her uh, great artwork and see it in her uh, online store but thanks gabriel uh, appreciate the compliments and uh passed your message along to my sister she was uh tickled pink she was uh, very happy to hear that uh, people enjoyed her visit I, I think she was a little uncertain of uh of doing it she i don't think she's ever done anything like that before and uh and so i, I think it made her happy that uh, a lot of people like yourself enjoyed it so uh thanks for the feedback buddy and uh keep on rocking now i want to take you guys to a scenario that uh god it was creepy this is a creepy story this is a, a true story and uh you know every now and then you you know as human beings we we uh we we find ourselves in a creepy situation and let me tell you what happened to me okay uh, i'm out with a friend friend of mine was visiting 
And uh, we decided to go out and get some sushi. And we go to this uh, sushi place that I like to go to. And, um, and uh, you know, it was totally casual. We were just sitting there, the two of us, uh, laughing and, and having a bite to eat. And uh, I noticed sitting behind her, there was uh, a table of two guys, uh, you know, over up against the wall on the other side of the restaurant, not too far from me. And I'd say if you had to measure it out, I'd say they were, I don't know, 20 feet away, maybe, maybe 15 feet away. And it was an odd couple. It was an older guy that looked to be about maybe 45 or 50 uh, bald, kind of a shifty-looking guy. And then the other guy was this really tall, skinny, white dude. They're both white. And the tall, skinny guy, like, was really skinny and was had kind of, like, baggy clothes on and a baseball cap and a, and a kind of a baggy jean jacket. And he had a buzz cut and he had, like, a kind of some kind of weird tattoo behind his ear. And he looked kind of comatose. He was just kind of sitting there, kind of like staring off into space. And I kind of noticed them right when we walked in. And so they were kind of behind us. So we sat down to, uh, you know, to eat. And uh, the bald guy, the older guy, like went out the door and disappeared. But they left all their food sitting on the table. And, And then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, the tall, skinny kid stands up. And kind of walking like a guy walking in his sleep, like just kind of in a daze. He just slowly walks through the whole restaurant back towards the bathrooms. Okay? And then a few minutes later, he walks back out just as slowly. And as he's walking back out, he walks past us. I see sticking out of his waistband a huge knife blade. Okay? He's got a great big knife blade and the handle of the knife have you ever seen brass knuckles it's like it's like forged metal and there's 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 like four or five holes for the fingers to go through brass knuckles are an old like weapon that guys use to beat the crap out of each other so the handle of this on this knife blade which is pretty much like a hunting knife blade the handle was a welded on like brass knuckle thing so it was very intimidating and it wasn't in a holster or in a sheath or anything. It was literally sticking out of the waistband right over his front right pocket of his jeans. And so here's this kind of comatose guy who looks like he's in a daze, kind of looks a bit like a skinhead. And he drifts back to his table, and I'm like, geez. So then I start scanning the room to see who's where and I, I kind of figure out where I'm at logistically, and I'm thinking, okay, what's a, what's my first line of defense if this guy, like, decides to go berserk? How close is the uh, next chair I can grab, or how far can I jump, or how many other men or women in the restaurant can I wrangle together to bring this guy to the ground? Like, your, your wheels start turning. These days, there's so many nuts out there that I just don't take nuts for granted anymore. When I see someone that's a little off, I start, I do the Jason Bourne thing. Remember that scene from the hotel? Jason Bourne uh, is in in Europe, and he has to go to a hotel lobby, and he scans the room, and he knows where everybody is and what they're wearing, and 
So I start doing that stuff when I when I see suspicious people because I'm like, you know what? This day and age, it seems like stuff's going down all the time. So this guy goes and sits down, and my friend's talking to me, and she's saying stuff, and I'm kind of nodding my head. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And I really wasn't hearing a her, uh, word she was saying because I was busy watching this guy. And then this guy gets up again. This guy gets up again and does the same trip to the bathroom. Just this lackadaisical, really weird, meandering, really slow. And I can see all the waitresses at the sushi restaurant are just like kind of really watching this guy and kind of stepping around him. And they're really uncomfortable he's in the restaurant. I don't think anyone else is really catching it because everyone else is engaged in their, their dinner friends and their meals. But this guy just happened to be over my friend's shoulder, so I saw this thing playing out, and I don't think anyone else really noticed the big knife, the Rambo knife the guy had. And so no word of a lie, this guy probably got up five or six times and did this walk to the bathroom, okay? And and finally I told my friend, because she could tell I was distracted. Like I could tell she was like, this this ass isn't even listening to me. And so I said, look, I don't want to alarm you, but there's this scenario going on back here and blah, blah, blah. And so I, I told her when the, when the time was right to turn around, when I knew that he wouldn't be able to see her looking at him. And sure enough, she turned around and saw the knife and she saw the, she saw the, the weird guy. And then, um, and then so he goes back after his sixth visit to the bathroom. He sits down. And then the older guy comes back in out of nowhere, and now he's got a great big backpack. He's got a big black backpack. I'm like, what the hell? Where did that come from? Who brings a a full backpack to a sushi restaurant? So he sits down. They don't even talk. It's really creepy. They're just sitting there, and you you can almost feel like a weird, unspoken energy between them. And so they sit there, they don't even talk, and every time this guy would sit down, he would take one bite of sushi and then put it down, get up and go. So the bald guy comes in, puts down the backpack, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm thinking Unabomber or something. Okay? The kid gets up, takes a bite of his sushi, gets up, goes to the bathroom, and here's where it gets even weirder, and I swear to God this isn't made up. This This is totally true. The bald guy, when when this tall skinny zombie boy walked to the bathroom, the tall guy, the bald guy pulled out a small vial. Okay, I'm talking a vial. I'm not talking about a a bottle. I'm not talking about a, a jar. I'm talking about how many people do you know that carry around a vial? It was a little tiny glass vial with a little tiny lid on it. And it was full of powder. The guy leans over the table, and like you'd see in a spy movie, he starts tapping the vial, and white powder's going into the the uh, skinny kid's coke while he's at the bathroom. And I'm like, what the f-? I'm like, what's going on here, man? I'm getting really creeped out, and then I start trying to piece it together. I'm like, okay, I'm a detective, so... So either this guy's like trying to kill this kid 
Or then I go, well, wait a minute. This kid's in like a zombie-like state, and he's clearly with this guy. It's not against his will. I mean, the tall, skinny kid's got a great big hunting knife. So you got to go, who's the imminent danger here? The bald guy with the vial or Boo Radley with his uh, Rambo knife? It's not my wall. You asked me. I didn't ask you. So then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm switching gears, and I'm thinking, oh, God, may, maybe they've got some kind of weird, kinky, sexual thing going where where this guy's like, I kept thinking back to the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff and the John Wayne Gacy thing where he would handcuff kids into a, in his attic and, and drug them and, and kind of zombify them and abuse them. If you've ever watched any documentaries on these guys or if you ever... If you ever read about them, a lot of these serial killer guys, as they they drug up their victims or they they uh, shoot them up and they kind of turn them into these like living zombies and then molest them and slowly torture them and murder them. It's hideous. So all this started going into my head, and I'm like, well, what if this guy's setting the skinny kid up, who is a lot younger, to be murdered? Or then I thought, well, what if they're in it together? What if what if they're doing some kind of weird, kinky, like, master-slave, dominant, subservient, like, kind of kinky love relationship? Where where this older guy's, you know, he's like this old perv, and he's got the, he's got the young guy kind of in this zombie sex slave state of mind, but for some reason gives him a Rambo knife. You asked me, I didn't ask you. It's not my war. So, yeah, if you can imagine, I'm totally freaked out. And now I see I see the waitresses are getting even more, like, kind of nervous about these two. And and no one's sitting near them. They're, they're on kind of, they're in, like, another wing of the restaurant. So there's no one around them. I have a clear, clear-cut view to them. And then here's what's really weird. I think the bald guy saw me looking at him when he poured the stuff in the guy's drink. And so after a few minutes, I saw him purposely reach across the table, and it looked like he kind of faked taking a sip out of the Coke through a straw as if to, uh, if I could get into his head, he'd be like, uh-oh, that guy over there saw me put the uh, pour the poison into my buddy's drink. I'll reach over, pretend to sip out of the straw because, you know, why would I sip poison, my own poison? If it was poison, I wouldn't take a sip of that coat, you know. And it totally looked like he was acting and putting it on. And then I got even more weirded out. And so I was thinking, man, I should call the police because, believe it or not, I actually started to worry about the deliverance kid, you know, the, the zombie sex slave Rambo guy. Not my wall, you ask me, I don't ask you. Nothing is over, nothing. You just don't shut it off. You know? The, the kid that creeped me out initially walking around a sushi restaurant like a li- the living dead with, a, with a, a, a knife that can skin a moose. You know? This guy, I'm, I'm worried he's about to stab my dinner guest in the back. Now I'm picturing him handcuffed in, in this uh, bald guy's attic, having his genitals played with. Well, this guy cuts him, cuts his abdomen open with a with a box cutter or something sick and perverted. 
And these references go back to uh, the John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer crap you read about. Ugh. So needless to say, I was just completely, like, wigged out and freaked out. My hairs were up. My nerves were up. I was on total, like, alert. I, I felt like my legs had coils in them. Like, you know when a rattlesnake coils up before it strikes? I felt like the muscles in my legs were coiled up. And if, if this guy even reached for his knife, I was going to, like, f- <laughs> you know, fly out of my chair and clock him with a chair or something. I was, I was ready to friggin' go. And I was basing that on the, the kid was so comatose, I, I figured if he pulled his knife, his, his reaction time would be so slow. I mean, how fast can a zombie fight, you know? So anyways, it was just the creepiest, weirdest dinner. And once I told my friend about it, she was, like, completely weirded out. So I, when I finished my dinner, I, I saw these guys. They left about five, ten minutes before we did. And I saw the big bald guy pay with a credit card. I saw him sign his signature, so I'm like, okay, that ties him to a place in time. If I call the police, they can always come and check the, the guy's credit card receipt and figure out, you know, who he is. So I leave the restaurant. I get in my vehicle with my friend, and I call 911. And they're like, 911, can we help you? And I said, yeah, I'd, I'd like to uh, report some very suspicious activity. And they're like, uh, go ahead, sir. So I kind of give them the, the abbreviated version of what I just told you. You know, I, I did it in about 30 seconds. And they're like, okay, hold on for our uh, Hollywood department, sir. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm thinking in my head, if I'm calling 911, wouldn't I be calling through to the most local branch of 911 I mean I'm in Hollywood if you call 911 wherever you are I don't expect to be picking up the police uh, station in Maine yeah this is the Maine sheriff how can we help you uh yeah sheriff I got a I got a bald guy and a zombie at a sushi restaurant with a rambo knife and a vial full of poison okay would you like to bring you some blueberries I'm sorry well we're over here in Maine on the east coast uh we could get there probably next week. We could br- bring some real nice pies and some cobbler for you if you like. No, that's okay. So, anyways, I tell the story to this uh, this 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 nine one one operator. She goes, "Okay, let me transfer you to the Hollywood department." And I'm going, "Oh, okay." So they transfer me to the, to the quote unquote Hollywood department. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Yeah, I got a uh, Walking Dead zombie. Uh, having yellowtail and salmon, and uh, Uncle Fester is uh, trying to uh, handcuff him in the attic with uh, poison, and he's probably going to skin him alive with an elk hunting knife. And uh, and then this lady goes, "Okay, let me transfer you to our other dispatch." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" So now they're nine one one's transferring me to the third nine one one call. I'm like, okay, I guess no one's really worried about Zombie Boy getting eaten alive by Baldy Big Shot. So then all of a sudden I go, uh, this is the this is the Hollywood 911 Police Department. Thank you for calling 911. We are unable to take your call right now. All our lines are busy. 
please stay on hold or call back. And we'll, it was like, wait a minute. What, what am I? What am I calling Hewlett Packard and uh, ordering uh, ink cartridge replacements here? What do you mean? What, you'll be the third caller through? What, what, what do you mean call back? I've got a, I've got a, the deer hunter about to be eaten alive by uh, Telly Savalas in there. Okay? So at the end of the day, I tried to do a good deed. Look, I tried to look out for this creepy kid. And at the end of the day, I couldn't even leave a message. I went through three 911s. And I just went, ah, forget it. I told the story twice, and then the third time they said, there's no one available. And I started thinking, what the hell? What if I was shot in the head? And I had to go through three three freaking 911 calls, and then at the end of the rainbow, yeah, we're closed. Yeah, yeah, I know, it's an emergency line, but, you know, what is emergency? You know, emergency, air quotes, emergency. I mean, is there really any emergencies in the vast expanse of the universe? Is, is anything really that important? Call us back tomorrow. If you're still shot in the head, you know, maybe we'll come out. And if you need surgery, see if there's anyone in the restaurant with a uh, caribou skinning knife. Maybe they can... Uh, amputate your legs or something so there you go there's my creepy creepy dinner story that led nowhere i didn't get any help i didn't get any result so i don't know what happened who knows the fate of these people who knows what their creepy relationship is who knows what was in the black duffel bag or the the black knapsack who knows what was in the vial that he dumped in the kid's Coke. Who knows what the giant hunting knife was for? Who knows why the the creepy children of the corn kid was like walking around in a coma? Who knows? Why did he get up and go to the bathroom nine times? What was he doing in there? A lot of unanswered questions. The only question that got answered is, will I ever go for sushi again? Oh, hell no. Well, you can always call Papa John's because we got your number. Oh, shut up. Fuck you. <laughs> so there you go, man. <sighs> Roger, let, let's move on. I got I, I to gotta stop thinking of this creepy dinner story. We're moving on. Cat. Cat. In French, chat chapeau. In Spanish, el gato in a sombrero. And I'll tell you something more. Now you listen to me good. In German, I'm a katze und das ist meine Hut. Is das nicht dein katze Hut? Ja, das ist dein katze Hut. Katze Hut, katze Hut. Ja, das ist dein katze Hut. Those fucking guys at the drive-thru ain't too smart, are they? I have to go to night school to learn how to fucking understand them. Can I get fries with that, please? Thanks, Charlie Brown's teacher. Oh, yeah, the drive-thru. They always get that little sign up, no vehicle, no service, huh? So this is what I did. I went out and I bought myself a Wonder Woman costume. 
I just throw it on, walk up to the window. The lady says, where's your vehicle? I say, I'm in my invisible jet, asshole. <laughs> Give me my goddamn curly fries. I've been cleared for liftoff. Hello. Come on, zit face, get it in the gear. Zip face, get it in the gear, zip face. God, I learned to read Braille so I could walk up to pimply-faced teenagers and read their cheeks. They all say the same thing. You're not getting laid to your 42. Saw a kid walking down the street today had a zit so pussy there was a hummingbird flying in front of it. Yeah, yeah, groan away, groan away. We'll, we'll leave the show on a groan. I mean, what a show. We had the, the uh, Papa John phone inspector guy. We got uh, the, the creepy sushi story. Thought I'd end with a, with a few giggles so it wasn't so uh, creepy. Um, hope you had a good time here at the Harlan Highway. Uh, great having you guys here. I don't know if I always say that, but, uh, you know, it is, it's such a pledge, such a pledge to have you guys tuning in, listening, hope, hoping I'm keeping a smile on your face. Um, that's our show for today. Now, unfortunately, I don't have any announcements to make as far as my stand-up appearances because... I am back in the studio shooting season two of my sitcom package deal. Uh, unfortunately, it's only airing in Canada at the moment, but I'm going to keep you posted uh, as to when um, you can see it down, hopefully on uh, an American network or on Netflix or Hulu or something. In fact, I know you can see it if you go on the Internet and you type in uh, your search engine just package deal sitcom on city tv it should bring you to a, a a website where you can actually watch full episodes of the sitcom if you're so inclined or interested uh so we're starting season two so i won't have any stand-up gigs for a little while um but you can always go into the store and buy uh, merchandise at harlemwilliams.com Please uh, join uh, my YouTube channel. You just click uh, when you're at harlowwilliams.com. That is free. And you will see all my wacky videos before everyone else does. And uh, that's it, man. That is it. Make sure you check out atc.com. That's allthingscomedy.com, which is the podcast network where you can also find my podcast. Lots of other funny people on there, of course. And uh, that's it. That's all I got for the moment. So um, be sure to uh, write me at harlowilliams.com. Or if you want to call me, just go to harlowilliams.com. And our phone number for the podcast answering machine is right there on the homepage. And you can uh, call through and leave me a message if you like. Um, Also, you'll see an Amazon link there if you want to click on that. If you're doing any shopping on Amazon. My link will take you to uh, Amazon, same as if you just clicked on Amazon. But the the, uh, the little kicker is we get a little kickback if you use our link. Um, and that money goes towards, you know, goes toward production of the old Harlan Highway. And uh, that's it, man. Tell your friends to get on the highway. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, 
without anybody pouring any powder into it. Have a nice big bowl of chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs>